0: What's going on world? Jack of all spades CLT. Back like a high top fade. I am the beloved one, DJ Spellman. To my right, we have the pride of Africa, Ken Wabibi.
1: This is I, Wabibi, pride of Africa. Shout out to
2: Togo, shout out to Togo.
0: Togo in it. Swat out. <laughs> to my left, we have the boy, Banks on the beat.
2: Yurt, set it off on the left, still here. You know, Banks on the beat, blue water banks, uh, fat boy tires.
0: 3700 wilkerson boulevard
2: The hub charlotte north carolina all your automotive needs
0: straight ahead. up straight up. and today our special guest is bring it back one time and we have no special guest today but what we do have is the second installment of behind the curtains where the listeners get to know more about us and today it's talk we're talking about music now if you know jack of all spades we are very hip-hop centric but we got love for all styles, so we might as well get into this thing.
2: For sure. You know, we're going to start it off by giving them flowers up. First and foremost, DJ Cool Herc. Without him, we ain't got no hip-hop culture. That's Straight where down. it all started at. You know 50, that.
0: 5020 20 Sedwick. Sedwick Avenue in you know, the Bronx. to the BX. You already know
2: what it is. Give it up to the X. Um, yes, you know yes. that. <laughs> Chicago House Music. Shout out to them. Uh, there will be no UK Garage or be more Jersey Club music. Sugar Hill Gang first mainstream hip hop song. Ooh, take them back. Yes. Run DMC first hip hop superstars. Hollis Queens. Come stand on, man. Up.
0: Adidas.
2: You know, uh, Sway is the first hip hop ambassador. And my idol,
0: one of my idols, I should say.
2: And you know to round that off, Three Six Mafia first hip hop group to win an Oscar.
0: Uh, it's hard out here for a pimp. It
2: still is. <laughs>
0: So, we definitely, we big up people all the time. And I'm going to tell you where we get that from. So, shout out KRS-One, man. Another, you know, Bronx legend. But he said, anytime you shout out your ancestors, you are more than a person who didn't, man. So, we want to definitely make sure we, we show love to, to all of them.
1: Cool, cool, cool. That's right. Um, so, let's get into this thing. All right. Uh, I'm going to pitch this to Banks. So, what was your first memory of music, location, the age, all that good stuff?
2: Uh, first memory of music. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't put a finger on that, the age exactly or what grade I was in, but, um, still living in New York, of course, Hempstead, Long Island, shout out. Uh. uh, yeah, I was running around the neighborhood, you know, I played basketball, ride the bike all the time, but, uh, a friend of mine that, uh, lived maybe four blocks over or whatever, his brother and sister rapped and they was the first people that I've seen, like I've heard music before, but I'm not really paying that much attention. I'm not into it like that it's a background of my life but you know i don't really know that much but um to, to actually meet some people who actually do this and see like their mixtape cover this had to be maybe 95 four five something like this is like 95 yeah i remember because nba live 95 was out we played that on the Sega, so that's my reference point um yeah seeing them and they used to put me on they used to listen to a lot of lost boys a lot of wu-tang so you know uh Lex Coop's Beamers in the Benz was my first, like, visit in the hip-hop, really. Uh, They had a lot of Wu-Tang, Casuals, everything around me. You know, these were first essential ones before you dove into where these records came from or who these people were. These were the Surface records, so that's where I got my beginning on hip-hop.
0: DJ? All right, Fools. So definitely for me, man, my first memory of music... Like we uh, shouted out in the fly was that uh, UK garage music. Mm. I mean, it's basically, you know, high hats, kickers, like 125, 130 beats per minute. But being on the, the London Underground, so it's kind of like New York, the Metro. Right, that's what right. we got over there. And just being a youth in it, you know, going on the train and hearing like that, just fast piece, that music like that. So that's definitely my first memory of music. So mm. what about you, YB?
1: So mine's a little different from y'all's because, you know, of course, I'm of uh, African descent. So my very, very first memory of music um, is basically Congolese music. I, my dad used to do mad road trips, so we were in, we, I, I got to say, a six. We were in the minivan, driving out of D.C., just blasting Congolese music. Now my first memory of hip-hop music, because it wasn't really big in the household, so um, my very, very first memory of hip-hop music, I'm going to say it was middle school. Um, it was a basketball game, and so I'm, my mom dropped me off to the basketball game. So I'm walking towards the gymnasium. Shout out to Smith Middle School. Walking towards the gymnasium, and I, I could hear some music blasting. First time I ever heard Nas, because someone was blasting Nas, and I didn't know who it was though. I'm like, I'm like, this, is, this sounds really good, because everything I'm, I'm going up on African music. So I'm like, okay, cool. It sounded very, very good. I got the knowledge. It was Nas, and that's the very, very first time at a Smith middle, middle School basketball You said game.
2: something that really struck a chord with me for a second. You said. You know you was listening to congolese because hip-hop wasn't really in your household
1: Nah, it wasn't
2: i think that kind of goes for all of us because to a certain age it, i mean maybe it was in our household or like we had a sibling like i mean i had my sister but you know my parents weren't listening to rap like that mm. they were but i mean it was another era so you know we had to kind of dive into that ourselves straight up true true. Well,
0: that kind of leads into the next question so when did you fall in love with music and I'm gonna let YBB take that first. Yeah, totally. Then my. talk about your relationship with music.
1: Um, when did I ended up on a love of music. Um, I can't really say because it felt like it was always there. And uh, my relationship with music is uh, it's, it's everything because I do everything to music. If I'm cleaning up in the house, I'm listening to music. If I'm cooking, mm-hmm. I'm listening to music. If I have a bad mood, I'm listening to music. If I'm working out, I'm listening to music. It's, it's different genres of music throughout the course of what I'm doing. If I'm cooking, I'm seasoning the food up. I'm listening to African music. If I'm, I'm <laughs> working out, <laughs> if I'm put working, that soul <laughs> up, yeah, that foot in a lot of flavor. <laughs> <The ancestors, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> if I'm working out, lifting weights, I'm listening to rap. If I'm, if I'm jogging, I'm running. I'm listening to R&B. Cause I can't run listening to rap. It, it just it just don't work my tempo. So you know what I'm saying. So it's just different genre of music I'm listening to. Uh, I have
2: different occasions to kind of music kind of thing like that. All right, no
0: doubt. Yeah. All right, banks. When did you fall in love with music, my guy?
2: Fall in love with music? Uh, man. <laughs> truly, okay. It was probably around the time Puff and Mace was real big. But I was uh-huh. that's when my interest really, like, peaked. Puppy but jackets? I, yeah, shiny suits. <laughs> shiny suits. <laughs> shiny suits. You know, Mason, Betha. All that shit, man. Um, that whole Bad Boy era really did it. But I think it really, really kicked off when... The locks was there and they went and went to Rough Riders because mm-hmm. for me, a lot of what Bad Boy was doing, it was like, it was commercial. So you hear this on the radio and you're interested in it, it's cool, it's like, that's the thing right there, but when I seen the locks go off and do their own thing and start talking more street shit and it was more of the environment I was around, so I wasn't throwing my rolly in the sky, but like, <laughs> my guys that I was living with in my my environment on my homies, like, this is what I was around and stuff the locks was talking about when they went off and did their own thing. So I can kind of relate and I can, when you're talking about the hood and all this, is like, I can kind of feel that a little bit more because this is what I kind of see. I'm relatable to this. So that's kind of where I fell more in love with it when it was talking that shit to Puffy and so you wanted to drop a refrigerator on him from the top of the <laughs> building and all that, that. That was mine. I was with that.
0: Yeah. So talk about your relationship with music then. Like we're going to definitely get into <laughs> a big part of that, but you know, early, early thoughts on it.
2: Uh, my relationship with music, um, I mean, just like Wabibi said, you know, it, it's a part of our lifestyle. It's the it's the background to my life. There's different times in your life where certain events happen or um, anything that you can draw back. And you can always remember the kind of music you were listening to at the time. I know we talk all the time where I say, hey, I got in my accident. I got the scar on my face. I remember Puff Daddy put out the Forever album the day that that happened. Mm. That album was trash, by the way. <laughs> but um, I remember that. So, you know, that that was a thing. But you can always relate sometimes in the music along with that. So, you know, it's a soundtrack to our lives. For
0: sure. All right. All right. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and spill my, my stuff, man. Talk to them. So for me, it was, it, if you got older parents, you probably can agree with this and resonate with it. But when I fell in love with music... It was during Christmas time. My parents would play the Motown hits. Ooh, like, they Christmas always had album. it playing every Christmas. So, Stevie used to get busy. Oh, man, see, <laughs> man, yeah, man if, if you don't know, that's one of the questions we got favorite music artists. Stevie Wonder, like, I understand Michael Jackson, but let me tell you something. Stevie Wonder got his Like Stevie Wonder got his man I But it up. The Motown Christmas Like record <laughs> that That's probably When I fell in love with music Like the melodies And just hearing You know the, my, my father was explaining to me You know That's live instruments Because you know Of the era we were growing in It was more NPCs and just You know Drum machines and all that So he was explaining to me Like the stuff that you're hearing Is from actual people Playing instruments And I'm like Yo that's, that's dope Right so that was kind of like My you know, How I fell in love with music and for me, as far as my relationship with music, man, well, if you don't know, you know, I wrote a book, you know, with music, or well, hip hop specifically, right. with social emotional learning. So pretty much saying how you can use hip hop in the school. So for me, man, my relationship with music is everything. Like you said, there's certain songs I can point to and I can, it, it gives me like a time machine. I'll just give you one, for example, uh neo say it i can remember being in college about to get some cheeks like yo this is what i was listening <laughs> to at the time that like it just album. yo cheeks straight album. up straight up <laughs> but you know my relationship with music is is something special because you know it, it it really speaks for me there's a lot of artists like everybody knows my favorite rap artist is fab mm. and the reason why that is, Is because a lot of the lyrics that he says, I've lived those situations or it just, it just paints the stuff that's happening in my life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, music and me, man, we go hand in hand.
2: Shout out to that because that's what me and your friendship kind of got tied off of that fab relationship. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Mm Yeah. All right. So we, we definitely going to get into a lot of hip hop talk, but there's other genres. Like I said, we got love for, for all of them. So. I'm going to shoot this to Banks first. Mm. What is another genre that you hold closely to you? And then what are some tracks that you rock with outside of hip-hop?
2: Genres I hold close. Definitely R&B soul. Definitely, like, old-school 70s soul. Uh, You know, I can remember my parents growing up, like I said, we weren't really introduced to hip-hop through our household, so we would hear old records my pops would play or... Uh my mom will play. Uh my mom was Michael, my pops was James Brown. So it's mm-hmm. like I heard a lot of those growing up and you know, uh James Brown was Mike's idol. So like I kinda they tied right in with each other basically. So um a lot of that, a lot of black exploitation film soundtracks, uh, if you wanna talk Shaft, uh, Superfly, um, all of that. Yeah, Curtis Mayfield, uh, Isaac big Hayes. Up, big up you know, all invo- involved in the Black Exploitation. Of course that list goes on, but um, yeah, that's where that's where I got my early knowledge from.
0: All right, well, baby, well, we already know we're gonna hit some Afro beats. Of course. What's some what's some genres that you rocking with, man?
1: Afro beats, man. That, that, uh, other than uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's where you start and end at. Basically, I mean, I guess in the <laughs> sense, I mean, I mean, I love neo soul. I mean, neo soul got a very, very close, you know, space in my heart. But I think you know when I'm actively listening, it's Afro beats. I try to go out there and say, hey. Big up to you for, you know, you always give me tracks for Afrobeats all the time. On the lo- and I got to better myself and shirt my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Afrobeats is my, my thing. I, I, I love it a lot because I feel like that's like, it bridges, you know, the, the folks in America and, and the folks who's in the mother country together, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't speak the, the languages, you know, back home in Africa. So it's like, you know, that bridges the, the gap because there's some, some, some American, you know, some English in there that bridges right. the gap between the two. So I love Afrobeats a lot. That's my thing. All right, all
0: right. Well, you know, so. if if they call you world famous, man, you got to be up on everything. So exactly. everybody know, man, how, how I get down, man. Of course, the R&B, man. I'm a lover at at the end of the day, but... You know, Spanish music, is it's played a big part of my life, you know, growing up Latino. Like, I always tell people I grew up Latino, then they really don't understand until we at the Spanish club and they see me dancing. They're like, yo, yeah. this nigga, it's, <laughs> this nigga really Dominican. Like, <laughs> so bachata, of course, mm. uh, cumbia, merengue, salsa, like, truth be told, uh, and our homeboy, big, big brother Gucci, he'll, he'll test this, man. Growing up around some Ecuadorians, we heard this song called La Vaca, which is a, a merengue song, and La Vaca means the cow, so the whole song is La Vaca, woo, <laughs> La Vaca, woo. <laughs> the whole damn song, but I, I, I definitely, you know, big up the Latino scene, man. But of course, you know, with the, the bloodlines, dance hall music is where I live at, and dancehall transition to me dancehall and afro beats are one same. and the same mm-hmm. like the beats and all that but you know big up baltimore man house music you know that that's a big thing for me man, yeah, man. you know really much all of it but i got to shout out the boy ismail man he put me on uh some new music the other day called punta mm. not puta that's you know a cuss <laughs> word <Wait>. but punta <laughs> is a type of music from uh, the coast of belize in honduras where he's from and he kind of put me on it. i have kind of been rocking with it. I got this artist that I'm kind of checking into. But you know, big up the boy Ismail for putting me on some new, some a new genre. I should say.
2: Yeah, that puta music. That's a uh, that's little b <laughs> shit. Uh, that bitch music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out for life. B, man. You know what I'm saying? Damn, bass guy. <laughs> I got one though. Um, uh, first live concert experience. DJ talk. To Ooh, see, you first live. once Who again, you, you know, a fab. It wasn't. It was, you know, it's gonna be surprising
0: to some, not surprising to, to to most. But the first concert I ever went to was Don Omar. He's a oh, reggaeton shit, okay. artist. Yeah, exactly, that exactly. Hell <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, yo! I mean, what's it? Cuentele uh, like so many hits by Don Omar. Like it's Juan different. Juan Miguel. Uh, yeah, yeah, Juan Miguel. Shout yeah, out. Manito. You know the reference. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Don. But that was the first concert for me, man.
2: <laughs> okay, Wabi B. What you what you got first
1: concert? Uh, you know, not really a concert goer. My first concert was um, it was
2: Wale. Surprisingly,
1: yeah. what? I'm, okay. I'm not a big Wale fan. No, <laughs> go, go, Afro Wale.
2: Like, what what record was out? Do you remember? Oh,
1: what record was Afro Wale? I came. Had even. to be before
0: Maybach Music. It was, it was before Maybach. It was before okay. that guy. But
1: but yeah, I'm not a big Wale fan. But I, I went out there though. Okay, took them out. At the film more. Where,
2: oh, I was about to say it was in, it was Charlotte? Yeah, it was okay. in
1: Charlotte. Okay, okay, check that out.
2: Okay. I think for me, my oh, nah, I know for me what I'm talking about. <laughs> my first concert, uh, I want to say I was probably about five years old. Um, obviously, I know my older sister, Nicole. Yes, yeah, shout you out. Know, first
0: episode we ever had. You know, yeah. when
2: you got an older sibling in the house, they introduce you to music, and you know, when it's a female, they more prone to hype and, and be on top of, like, the artists that appeal to the young ladies. Hmm. So... I went to a Chris Cross concert. Where? Chris Cross, <laughs> imagine uh-huh. that! I went, I went to go jump. I went to jump. You know, closed backwards. Not at the time. <laughs> at the, they were for them. They were, of uh, course. Right. It was always for that for them. But um, I went to that concert. I was five years old. I remember having to stand up on a chair and all that to see everything. It was it was pretty fly. Um, I want to say Bone Thugs was there at the time, but they like an opener because remember that was early. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience. I do remember after going to it and being young and seeing that, I definitely went home and put my jeans on. Backwards. I put my <laughs> jersey on backwards, all that. You know, this is before Nelly. Nelly was second. Yeah. Nelly was second. He didn't do the pants either. He was bullshitting. But yeah, um, Crisscross was first for me. Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac. Uh, shout out Jermaine Dupree for that. Mm hmm.
1: Okay, so that's the concert now now who well, I'm gonna go DJ this one uh, so who was your favorite musician of all time or artist I mean, of it, all time
0: it's already I already said it man Stevie Wonder man get get out of here <laughs> Stevie Wonder don't is even it? don't even talk to me like all genres
1: across is Stevie Wonder
0: I mean of course you know you have favorite rappers you might have yeah. favorite you know this and another mm-hmm. genre but if we're talking about just music artists it, it starts and ends with Stevie Wonder for me gotcha okay. thanks
2: Uh, Favorite artist? I was going to go with Mike, but, you know, like I said, Mike's influence was James Brown, and I think later into my life, I dug into his story a little bit more, understood who he was. So that became mine because now, if you're a fan of hip-hop now and you like QC and their independence, and you like what Cash Money did, you like what No Limit Bad Boy did, you like their independence and how they went out front and stood for themselves and did all the groundwork, James Brown did all that shit before all these niggas did. So... That's where my respect came from for him. He put his band together. He, the label didn't want to do things for him as a black artist. He, he went ahead and funded his whole show for the Apollo, recorded it, and put it out as an album because his label didn't want to do that. And he basically paid off people who worked for that label and made, him work, made them work for him and paid them more money. So it's like he went ahead and did all this before everybody else did. So he set the blueprint and the foundation for that. So that's why I'm talking about him so much. Innovating. Y'all right?
0: guys going back.
1: And my mind's not that deep. My ain't
0: that deep. The Godfather. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, come, talk to us then, YBB. What's
1: up? My mind's not. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why though? You got to explain. Yeah, 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 I told give it you, up. Like, like
1: Everything before Nas, it was just straight Congolese music. Mm-hmm. And that that one day, I can remember. I'm I'm, I'm walking up the side. If if you ever been to Smith Middle School, uh, it it, it kind of changed now, but the back entrance to the to the uh, to the gymnasium. If you're walking up to Smith Middle School, and I just remember this is dude in his car, and he's sitting up kind of high in his rims on. But it's, and it's weird because you think about that setup, you think of down south music, right? Yeah? And it wasn't down south music being played. and I'm like, wow, he he playing. He, I didn't know it was Nas at the time, but he was playing Nas. Can you remember
2: what record it was? It was. Uh, you probably No, I was is like. Uh. Oh. like. <laughs> yeah. <"Hey." It> <laughs> yeah, that was I Am. That was the second album.
1: I was just blown away. I'm like, you know what? This is it sounds really, really good. Cause it wasn't what I was used to. And it, it, it always stuck with me. Yeah. It always stuck with me. That 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 was a moment. And then um another moment. It wasn't as impactful, but um you, you know some man named uh goodness, goodness. There's his cousin. Um
0: Not Camillo. Well,
1: not Camillo, but Edison. Uh, Edison, Edison, yes. So one day back at Smith Middle School, one day I'm walking up, Edison is blasting pun, right? Mm. And then so I'm like, he's telling me, Puerto Yo, this is, this is not for little kids, he's older than us, It's not for little kids, but I like the song, <laughs> but yeah, but it's yeah,
2: so R. P. the legend, man, big pun, man. Yeah, I uh, mean, mm-hmm. you know, 400 pounds, I'm just trying to live, and you know, <laughs> that man was so big and had the breath control of somebody who, like. Skinny and us couldn't control. do it Like yeah. the monks
0: had to be crazy. crazy Crazy Hey man Well I mean Perfect segue man Fuck all the bullshit Let's get straight into the <laughs> hip hop talk Let's get straight into the hip hop talk man Alright so I'm gonna go ahead and Start this off with Banks man uh, What are some of the hip hop artists groups Who influenced you growing up
2: Artist mm. groups I already touched on Wu-Tang Lost Boys uh, Obviously Jay-Z Big Nas uh, That started it off for me But okay group, wait, Elaborate
0: elaborate though like what what did those artists or groups like bring to you like how did it shape you though
2: uh they shaped me like i even referenced earlier with um wu-tang and the locks too they they talk more about what's going on in our environment and you hear adults talk about this in a different way but they talk to our generation a different way so it kind of touched me and then along with that it influenced style like i wasn't wearing air max until i started hearing Wu-Tang and Ray Khan talking about that. Or I ain't had Air Force Ones with yellow checks until I started listening to Kiss. Yeah. Um, wearing Carl Kanai, like, I, I remember all this. It was all based off that. So it influenced not only, like, music didn't only influence my style, but, you know, how I carried myself, my awareness. Um, you know, Pac would tell you stuff all the time, and records that make you more aware. So I would always listen out for that kind of stuff and have a different perspective on my environment and people around me.
0: Straight up, yeah, I feel that. Mm. I right, same question for you, YBB.
1: Um, for me, it was two groups it was Cash Money One,
0: mm.
1: and there was No Limit. Those two that actually just kind of pulled me and influenced me the most because it close, it influenced the baggy clothes that I wore back in the day. I used to, golly,
2: <laughs> crazy. I still baggy remember clothes. when Juvenile dropped high, that was the oh, craziest. Oh, my goodness,
1: <laughs> and then we had a whole like in my neighborhood, you know, you, you had a group of guys who was really, really big and heavy on cash, board, uh, cash money. And then um, another group was real big on, real big on uh, No Limit, you know, true at the time when okay. that whole thing was going on. And it's just the way they moved, the way the, the slang they was saying. You heard the, me? The clo- yeah, all, all that was just <laughs> so enticing. It, it makes you want to emulate that. It's, it's crazy. Those are two groups that actually I gravitated to the most between Cash Money and No Limit. He
0: crazy did, that they, you know, New Orleans, like... Yeah. <laughs> I so, you know, everybody know me, man. Like, I don't know why I've always kept just like that up north kind of vibe, man. You know, I always. big up Philadelphia. <laughs> man, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I've been in Charlotte for the majority of my life, but the influences that really stuck with me are not anything from the South. You know, <laughs> I still got love for them, though, man. But first and foremost, when we're talking about hip-hop artists, groups, whatever, it Tribe called Quest, man, like I was, I'ma tell you why though. So my parents, I don't know what happened to, you know, my other siblings, but for me, they always had me reading. I was reading encyclopedias. I was just always reading. So like my vocabulary as a youth was kinda, kinda big. So when I heard Tribe, you know, spitting these mm. very highbrow lyrics, yeah. I gravitated to that because of course I like hearing my shoot 'em up, you know, smack, whatever, whatever. You know, sell this dope. I'm cool with that too. (laughs) Like, it's a part of the culture. But when I I listened to this group that was talking more knowledge and it was on some jazz beats, like the the samples they were using, of course, I didn't know that at the time, but I'm like, why does this song sound much different than the other songs in hip hop? That resonated with me fully. But then a lot of people don't know this. I was a big um, Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3 Six Mafia. Like, okay. and like, for real, I think you know three six and uh, Bone Thugs that like horror rap. You know the the some of the content that was in their records like the devil and this yeah, and that. Like before three six, like hypnotized mind. Like <laughs> I used to, I used to <laughs> fuck with them heavy. Like, <coughs> but of course, you know we talking. Like I said, Fab is my favorite rapper. Just. Fab being that kind of smooth brother, like that kind of shaped the way I would talk to women. Like I would use some lines that I hear in a record, mm-hmm. and girls would be like, "Oh, this boy fresh. <laughs> like, "Nah, this from Fab Boy. <laughs> like, so that it definitely influenced me. And I know me and Banks can attest to this. But high school, you know, dip set, the throwback sure. jerseys yeah. and all that. You know, it just we just kind of embody their style and all that.
2: Don't let Shorty mess around and know the fab lyric you spit at her. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, damn, I like you even more now. You knew that? <laughs> I mean, I play it myself, but all right, cool. Oh, she's going to get a ring. <laughs> what are <she> you talking about? <laughs> all
0: right, now we, here we go. We're going to get some, some uh, a fun part of the game, the fun part Sheesh. of the episode. Boy, what's, what's a, a track thing, that you damn near know every lyric and then spit the bar? I'm going to go first because I've Thank been thinking you. about this all week. Now, y'all know how we end every episode. If you don't know by now, I'm going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Malik Taylor, if you don't know who that is, that's Fife Dog from a trial called Quest. So, this bar is from Award Tour. And Fife came in like this <sighs> <sighs> Back in 89, I slippy sit in the place. Buddy, 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 all Hello. up in your face. A lot of kids was busting rhymes, but they had no taste. Some said Quest was whack, but now is that the case? I have a quest to have a mic in my hand. Without that, it's like Kryptonite and Superman. So he come in with the sugar cuts. Fife dog, my name, but on stage call me Dynamite. When was the last time you heard the Fife of sloppy? Lyrics anonymous, you never hear me copy. Top notch, baby. Never coming, let's the limit. You got to believe up in quests. Sit back, relax, get up out the path of not that. Here's the dance floor. Come move that ass. Non-believers, you can check the steps. I run with Shahi and the brother Abstract. Niggas know the time when Quest is in the jam. I never let a statue tell me how nice I am. Coming with more hits than the Braves than the Yankees. Living mad fat like an oversized Bambi. The Wackers crews try to diss it. Makes me last when my track is longer than the DC-20 aircraft. So next time that you think you want something here, make something different. Take that garbage till saying elsewhere. Yeah. Rest in peace, Fife Dog. <laughs> and if you wonder why I always shot that brother out, rhymes like that is why. Yeah. That boy had an impact on my life, man. The
2: energy this nigga just had. Come behind on, man. That. I think I want to hear like a full bar that's like original. Come bar. on, man. <laughs>
0: Rest in peace, Fife
2: Dog. I want man. four bars next week. I want four bars next week. All right, thanks, Now, What you saying? What you saying, bruv?
0: What's what's the track You know Damn that Every leg Then Laces
2: Oh I'm, I give it up It's always been that biggie It's been ready to die But uh, Between Juicy And Ten Crack Commandments Okay Like okay. easily You know I ain't about to give you The whole bar Oh you know, Come see, on son hey, What you doing if, if I gotta give a little Sample <laughs> taste You gotta try it. Oh, Come on man It's all a dream <laughs> I used to read Water Magazine salt so pepper, heavy I've oh. in a limousine Hanging pictures on my wall Every Saturday Rap Attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up Damn, 1800.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Fair enough, man. fair enough. Yeah, Shout you know, out to the Notorious that man. One, man.
2: I am yeah, matter of fact, hold, Before you get yeah, on, YBB, go ahead, go ahead.
0: when I say the Notorious One, yeah. the boy, Colin McGregor, Connor yeah. McGregor, yeah. took that name, but there's only one Notorious that we respect, man. Now. Stop playing. Christopher Wallace. Come oh, no. on, man. All day, every day. Brooklyn, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so, we, okay. Of course, mine's going to be a Nas. Hey, it's going to be course. a Nas verse because. That's my favorite artist, but I don't know all the verse. It's uh I think it's the third verse of Got Yourself a Gun.
0: Ooh. Um, okay. Woke well, up this
1: morning. <laughs> I'm a, let me see. I'm the N, the A to the S I R. If I wasn't, I must have been Escobar. You know the t- you know the kid got his chip tooth fixed, brave with the barber preciseness, Bravehearted for life is you know I'm the Golden Child, son of a blues player. So was you, player. You're trying to. I can't forget the. I can't get the whole thing. But if the song was playing, I it. could. I could say it. Like like it just snaps and I get into like, yeah. I get in the role. But that's that's, that's what it is, though. Nice. Big
0: up a Lua Dara. <laughs> Got yourself a gun. Show. Yeah, man. Hey. Escobar. That's what's and it's crazy. Look. Yeah. Everybody picked somebody that was from New York, man. Like exactly. it's the Mecca. Like no no disrespect. No disrespect to anybody else because when we get to another part, y'all yeah. gonna be surprised by one of my choices. But you no. Know.
2: Sure, I get that. I think this is a good time for me to, you know, being that I only gave you eight bars uh, yeah. a Biggie. Favorite beat. Like, is there a beat that y'all got that that strikes y'all core? Like, why what you got? Like
1: Um mm. Never forget. Never forget. I don't, I don't know the name of the, I don't know, I think it's Alchemist.
0: Ooh. No, 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 I'm sorry,
1: sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry I'm sorry. It's not, it's not Alchemist. Okay. It's, um, it's, don't um, give me hype
0: over here, man. <laughs> it's,
1: um. it gotta be, I think it's Primo. Primo. DJ Premier. DJ Premier, yes. Um And, oh my goodness. You gotta oh. come back to me. Cause I, I, the beats in my head. Well, it was
2: crazy that you said that DJ Premier pro- produced the first song that you said you heard from Nas. Nas is like. Correct, correct. So, it's um
1: it's a song that what's the name of the um God I will get back to me I, I got to think of it because it's it's in my head by camera the actually You know what
2: thing. it sound like? You, can you hear the like, beatbox words? Boom boom boom
1: boom 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 uh, boom 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 uh, boom, dun, 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 boom, dun. boom 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 uh, That's some uh, who song? I can't think uh, of that shit uh, but that's the that's the joint it, I can know it No that's um
0: um damn Royce 59 Yes Royce yeah, 59 yeah, yeah, yeah. it boom she boom, boom, it's boom. Yeah, That's it. That was it. his first Bruh, yeah. I, I love that beat. I could play it over
1: and over and over again. I can never get like tired. As of soon it. as you said it,
0: <laughs> I was, you know, <laughs> i be in the, look, digging in the crates. But yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. What's yours? Yeah. Like I said, people going to be surprised by this because I have such a, you know, up north swagger. But the beat that from the first time I heard it, mm. I could never, like, get it out of my mind. Like, I'm going to always reference this beat sooner or later. But outcast, that spotty odie devilishest angel. Okay, like, okay, okay. Come on, man. Like, if you know that beat, as soon as it come on, <laughs>
1: you step up.
0: You like, hold on, hold on, who playing that da shit? But but but. but then also the lyrics too. Like, yeah. the beat is crazy, but man, Big Boy said he was like, um, the United Postal Service didn't call you back because you had cloudy piss. This so woo. now you're back in the trap. Just that trap. Go ahead and marinate on that. Man, oh, you know I'm about them lyrics, man. But the beat with the lyrics to that song, man, that Crazy. that I'll never forget that beat, man. Mm.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it was multiple, man. But I, I'll take it closer because when I really kind of came into the producer thing, something that woke me up was not only Kanye's Through the Wire because we knew it was Shaka mm. Khan and we we knew that song, but definitely Guess Who's Bizet. Mm. Oh, Jay man! I posted it's that right. this week. It it's hit me again because when I was reading that, and I was like, "Yeah, that that definitely did it." You know, guess who's was Still smell the crack in my clothes. I'm making nigga relapse on these hoes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to feel that Jay always hit you with that first two bars and be like, "Ooh, yeah." Wow. yeah. Set the tone out here. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, grinding for sure. Too the clips. Oh, that's the that's the you know, luxury special. special. <laughs> nah, yo, hearing
0: that. Hopefully, I'm remembering this correctly. You yeah. know, I'm getting a little bit older, but. Football practice, I think my boy Lamar Pope, man, he would, he was the king of on the beats, like, doing the beats on his pads, and I, I swear it was him doing that in practice, like, the grinding beat.
1: He's had little freestyle sessions, him, B-Ross, yeah. and Brandon Young. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Young Guys, right?
1: Yeah, That's, yeah. Young Guys. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> like, we'll never forget, man. All right, we're going to take a quick turn, man. We're going to talk about the DJs, you know. Um the disc jockeys, the ones that were the producers before the producers really came into play. If, you, if you're asking me, um, Funk Master Flex, DJ K Slay, Cipher Sounds, uh, DJ Clark Kent, Kid Capri. You mm. know, if we want to go into the M- MTV days, uh, DJ Clue. That was really uh, on my man, end. Yeah, Clue did a lot for me. Uh, DJ Premier. Greenland Lantern, DJ Quick. Quick, yeah, Quick. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of names on this paper, man. I feel uncomfortable skipping a lot of them. So we just Jermaine Dupree, A Track, Diplo, Jax Jones, Who Kid, Yella, Tony Touch, like Tony Toka. You know, y'all could talk to me about y'all favorite DJs and, and, and how they got in touch with y'all.
1: Well, mine's simple. You don't know, going on premiere all the way because it's uh, not, <laughs> started just like, not just like. Got the fire not started. Not like, hey. <laughs> That's my first introduction to the to hip-hop. So is that mm-hmm. DJ Premier Be It sucked me in. So I'm like, you know what? I'm rocking with DJ Premier. That's my guy. Okay. You don't let me down. Man, I got
0: a lot of memories. Like, back then, like, depending on what age you are, when you would uh, get the music off of the Napster or the Linewire, yeah, line. you would have the, the DJ kind of dubs on the song. And, man, oh, my God, what is it? Is it I'm Ready? I'm Ready by the Diplomats. <sighs> And the version I had, like, there was one part where Joel said something, and all you hear was DJ K Slate. Like, uh-huh. people used to get mad when they hear the, the DJ uh, dubs on it. But I used to fuck with it. Yeah, I used to. I miss them days when the song had a DJ dub on it, man. But to me, the the DJ I would never forget is Who Kid, man. Just that Ooh. Who Kid. Kid? When that, oh, when G-unit. that drop came, oh, G Unit Radio? Come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. Back when mixtapes was illegal, man. <laughs> for sure. Yo, Who Kid, yo, big up Who Kid, man. Uh, what is it on XM? Uh, damn, I forget the station, but he do the Hollywood Shuffle every right, Saturday. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, man, tap into Who Kid, man. He, he, he's still that guy, man. Okay. What about you for you, Banks?
2: Uh, if I'm going DJs, my earliest uh, influence, obviously DJ Clue, the professional. Um, Cluminati You know Cluminati <laughs> No that was, that was the shit man When you heard that That <laughs> legitimized the record He did a lot for Rockefeller And Bleak And coming from back then And actually he was the person Who discovered Your favorite Yeah event. man and Clue so, you know, yeah, Bring it full mm-hmm. circle He did that uh, Best of Me was on uh, The Professional You know Maya Jay-Z Carolina Blue Kicks Hottest nigga on the block Yeah that was all back then So um Him Funk Flex 60 Minutes of Funk yeah, Funk K Slay the Drama King, uh, mm-hmm. definitely what A-Track did because he helped transition a lot of stuff, especially when he got with like Kanye and Fool's Gold.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to some rap beats right quick. Okay. Ooh. So we're talking like, you know, Jay-Z, Nas, we're talking about 50, Ja Rule. we're talking about Tupac versus Biggie, we're talking about Drake versus Pusha T, we're talking about Drake versus Meek Mills. Okay. Ross versus Birdman, Lil B versus Joe Budden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe, Burnham, Joe Budden
2: sure versus everybody, yo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, nah, so which one stands out to you? It's a two part question. I want the first one first. Which one stands out to you out of those beefs?
2: You are asking me? I got the first.
1: Anybody's on the floor. Who who feel comfortable? Grab it. Go ahead and go with it.
2: Uh, easily uh, 50 and Ja. That stands out to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I, okay. I, I had just came here. Well, no, I was actually living here in Charlotte already. I was just going back to New York back and forth still a lot. But um, I remember how those mixtapes used to come out. You used to get the records in the street. Like, you yeah. be at the Coliseum in Queens where they both from, and, you know, the disc records would be on this mixtape that this person's selling for $5 on the street. You could buy it. You listen to the record. i pass it off or, you know, But they were all on these mixtapes. So I remember that. And them being from the same neighborhood is kind of crazy. Like it's like two artists that are from Charlotte and the biggest artists. What y'all doing beefing? Exactly. But at the time, you know, this is what was polarized and a big deal. And um, I don't know, it wasn't fair for Job, bro. It wasn't fair for Job. I mean, listen, all
1: all (laughs) Ja had to do was not answer back. And he would have eased him in straight. Yeah, it's an ego He's the, game. He was the exactly.
2: biggest star. It's an ego game. His bravado right. wasn't going to let that. Happen. You know what I'm saying? Bro, he had holla, holla. He didn't even have to do all that. He no. had all the, the radio records. Like, he didn't have to do nothing. You're right. I give you that. <laughs> DJ.
0: All I, right, man. I, I can think of two when it comes to rap beats, man. So, shout out my boy Derek Booker, man. Because, you know, he kind of <laughs> looked like Nas anyway. Uh, but uh, me, me and Book. God's son. He got the same one. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Man, so, you know, in reference, the Nas and Jay-Z, yeah. I think the first time I heard Ether was at his crib mm. on a cassette tape, like, heard it on the radio, he, like, recorded it, he's like, yo, you gotta listen to this shit. I was like, ooh, that first, you know, no disrespect to Jay, but that first line that comes on, if you know, boom, boom, fuck Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, what's up, nigga? Y'all know, that? <laughs> when that beat dropped, man, <laughs> this nigga, you, fuck oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, care what anybody say. Up, that it, that was probably the coldest like rap like this song. Like I know there's been many before, many uh-huh. after, right, correct, but correct. that one has got to be because Takeover started that off. Yeah, before Ether, but, but Ether yeah, was yeah, he overshadowed the one. it though. Ether was yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Overshadowed. And then uh, another one, you know, close to me. Everybody know. Well, shout out Mike Hand, man. He was my roommate in college. He was like, yo, all you listen to is Dipset, maybe, maybe. Mm. But Jim Jones had beef with Nas, always talking about snagging the Koofies. Cool like, off, yep, yep. <laughs> so I, that's one that I definitely remember a lot because, you know, of course I rock with
2: Jones. I rock with, well, Jim Jones. Nasir's last name is Jones as well, mm-hmm. but... No. When you said Dipset, I immediately thought you was getting ready to say Cam and Jay Z. Nah,
1: that wasn't strong enough though. It was it was <laughs> going stand in for a little bit, especially
2: the backstory of how like Cam became the president. Jay wasn't feeling that. Now he's his boss, and he left, and all this, and mm. that started that ended Rockefeller. Yeah, that, that was ended. the end. That was the beginning of the end, and. You know, he started dissing Jay-Z, saying he was wearing a Chon that on the beach, and you know, he was 40, uh, he said he was an 80s baby. Oh, man, he was hurting him. Then he had, like, a fake Beyonce in the video. Remember that she was sitting on his lap? Disrespect. Yeah, 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 the disrespect was real. The disrespect yeah. was real. You can't do that now. Nah. Well, nah, that's what your
0: boy do, man, 6'9", straight trolling. Uh, I don't even know who you talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to of my mouth. But moving on, man, what's up, YBB? Uh, Your rap right, For me,
1: for me, of course, it's Jay Z and Nas. You know, I'm side with the Nas side. I'm a Nas <laughs> fan. That's automatic. Um, another one for me. It's probably not a. I don't think it's a, it's mentioned a lot, but another one for me is uh, Gucci and Jeezy.
2: That Ooh. beef.
1: That was that was a very very good beef going back and forth. Them two. Um, and still valid. It's it, well, <laughs> in, in a sense, it's kind of still is
2: valid, but yeah, he's still holding
1: it. <laughs> But um those are the two, you know, those those two are for me. Um but let me get your opinion on this. Do y'all think there's any rules when it comes to um battles? Is there any rules Is there no host bar? What's your thoughts?
0: Man, I mean I and I feel like this this stems a lot from the, the Drake and Pusher, mm-hmm. you know, situation. But what hip hop is is supposed to be like a, a sport. You know, so I just you know use the as an example. If we're playing basketball, you know, one on one, you know, with my team versus your team. We get into it, we battle, then after the game, you know, it's cool. Yeah. But I think what happened with that situation is it got too personal. Like, rap is a sport, but they was, you know, being personal. Well, not I'm going to say they was. Pusher was getting some information and mm-hmm. putting it on wax that probably shouldn't have came out. And, you know, if, if what the reports are is true, what Pusher said messed up a deal with, was it Drake and Adidas? And Adidas. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he got personal, and then it made it to something outside of hip hop, which is the sport. So I feel like, of course, this is me saying it. I feel like there should be rules, but of course, you know, that's just one person's opinion.
2: I think it should be rules too. I I agree with that part. Mm. Um, I just think that maybe what pushed it, there was a line that was crossed. I mean, I I liked everything up until the point where, uh, realistically, talking about 40, Mm. you know, when you start bringing in somebody that, you know, is dealing with something that's, you know, their life is on the line with and a personal sickness. That ain't really funny. That ain't for for entertainment. Exactly. Like everything else is cool. You can talk about Adidas and I mean, I wouldn't talk about somebody's kid or whatever, but I mean, you Mm -hmm. did that. Uh, But I think that all stems also from the battle rap scene because, you know, when it comes to battle rap, the most
1: hard lines, it scores the best.
2: Right. And you're talking and, and usually what strikes the most is when an artist is you're digging up dirt. We all sing eight mile. When you talk about somebody's Correct. personal that nobody else knew before, you you strike a point with that. Mm-hmm. And you your your opponent is weakened by that. So I mean, I get it, but I think to a point.
1: I'm different from y'all guys. I think it's it's no rules. I think like when you when you want to <laughs> answer that that, no that holds r- bar. No holds bar. When you <laughs> enter in that realm, it's like anything goes. When you want to decide that y'all two y'all y'all getting into that, it's like anything goes. Like I I look back to like um we talk about battle rapping. And you ever seen Arsenal battle rap? Oh, Arsenal? Mm. Well, you gotta look up Arsenal. That's, this dude is like mm-hmm. relentless and yeah, vicious goes with, the, with the... He go in with the bars, like it's to the point where they want, they want to fight him right. <laughs> on, yeah. on the stage. But it, that's the art of the sport, though. And that's, and that's battling in itself. It's not like, you know, you're making a song or a hit record, that kind of thing. That's that's the battling realm in itself. And you want to put yourself in that realm. It's like, hey...
0: But you said something. Like, mm. battle rap and what... The level that Drake and Pusha T on was different. Like you guys got money. Like you got you. I feel like with those two, yeah. If you get to that point where you're acting like a battle rap, those consequences are far greater. Like battle rap scene is battle rap scene. Like people get hurt in battle rap scenes. (laughs) But you you guys are two brothers who have made it, Mm -hmm. and y'all acting like that. And it could have you know you know what Jay Prince said. He had to tell drake to to put it on ice right because mm-hmm. if he if he would have let whatever he was going to let go it would have hurt some people like it would have been a bad situation so it's like at what point does it not become the sport of rapping
1: i heard you saying i mean but back to my point though it's like if you step into that realm you can't expect for somebody else you know you may be saying hey i i'll go by this for rapping yeah But you can't expect the person you're going against to go by those same parameters.
0: You're right. Because
1: you're saying, "Hey, I'm 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 trying to battle you." Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, my my rules and regulations is this. Yours is this. We don't match up, but hey, I don't care because it's a battle." Yeah. You know, like he said, Jay's Prince had a to put on ice, and so. He didn't go for I, I mean,
0: I really want to know what that record was, Me but, too? <laughs> Lord. Now, now no.
1: I think, like, was it really
2: a record there, though? Or is that a good I, way to I, say, I, hey. Nah.
0: <laughs> if, I think if Jay Prince had to interject himself into it, it was something. Yeah, right. Like, there, there was you no reason for talk. him. Yeah.
2: He'll never come out and say nothing.
0: And then he don't, you know, he's so respected in the game. He don't need to clout chase. Nah, never that. So, it had, it had to be something.
1: Okay, So, let's, let's talk about some. Uh, moments and discuss some freestyles <clears throat> rap city oh my god party foul But rap city freestyles
0: big, <laughs> big tigger big hey, I'm, tigger, I'm,
1: tigger I'm, in pour it pour me up then because i'm i'm oh, my thing i get my, my notes together because it's, it's a lengthy Ooh, I mean, like i always say when it get wordy Ooh. it gets dicey <laughs> 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 but um <laughs> let's get it harlem shake we got 50 debut got the diplomats right there chicken head we got atlanta uh, takeover. We got the Outcast and Gonya. We have little Chris, We have Ti. We have Little John. Ying Yang Twins. Laffy Taffy. The mixtape games. You got. We got the clips from Va. Lord Willin. We got Missy. We got Little Brother. The Game. Kanye West. Alchemist first entry. Now,
0: it sound like we talking about the early 2000s, like early the music scene. The
1: music scene. How y'all feel about the Shoot. early 2000s? Is That's it a better now? Question. Man, <laughs> good was it memories. Then or was it? Is it, is, is it keeping up the part now? How y'all feel about that the music scene?
0: Shh. I know how I feel. I know how I feel. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I mean, uh, respect to all the you know people out there doing it, man. But that time, that that era, of music. I know they say the golden age of hip hop was like late '80s, early '90s. You know, which is, of course I agree with that too. But the early 2000s was. Like, the whole country. Everybody had somebody representing for their region, and it was good music. Music. Like, I don't... Honestly, I don't think what's being out right now, like, the music that's out now is is nowhere near the
2: caliber of that era, to be honest. Banks? Uh, I mean, I agree for the most part. We had the 45-minute mark, so I ain't gonna drag you. But um, I think for the most part... I mean, we all got artists that we listen to for that drawback that we need. You know, we we might not get everything that we're looking for. We know there's a lot of saturation in the game right now. It's a young man's sport as well, if you're talking about hip hop. So you know, that's why we draw back to older stuff. But um, straight up, yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely the the rap city age did it for me. You know, like we said, Dipset, Rockefeller. Um, I had transitioned and lived down and moved down here to Charlotte. Uh, around the time, early 2000s. So, you know, when I first got here, I was definitely one of them typical New York dudes. I ain't really feeling that. I'm not listening to that, whatever. But then, you know, when it's around your environment all the time, you get to understanding, hey, this is like this city. Like, this is what they relate to. This is they shit. Like, they might not understand yours when you was up there, but, you know, and it gave me a a, a stronger palate. So I definitely wasn't against it. When Lil John came through with Crunk Music and, and... it was like past Detroit, and mm-hmm. come on now. Like, you, know, you can't deny that too long. Like, You're right about that. The energy was different.
1: Uh, for me, I think it was the 2000. for me. Cause it felt like every, like you said, every side was hitting on all cylinders. Now it's like it's just one side. You don't really get a good up north scene. Like right now it's just down south pretty much, you know, ruling the music scene. But back then it's a you had a nice little plethora of music. You wanna go ahead and listen to some West Coast? Okay, cool. You got mm-hmm, your you know your it. your game. The early game was a whole lot better yeah, than first the game album, now. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you got your game up north, you know your course. You got your you know, freeway, the whole Rockefeller thing going on. Down south, of course you got you know, like you said, Outkast. like you was talking about little John. It was well rounded. You had a, a a whole lot more variety of music to listen to. Now is just not a whole lot of variety. Right. So that's why I feel like, I you know, that. early 2000 was a better genre of, or a better year or century for music.
0: All right. So now, you know, for the Jack of All Spades Nation, y'all know every Saturday you need to tap into my personal IG and the Jack of All Spades mm-hmm. for Sample Saturday. And definitely the people have been receiving it well. I always get a lot of DMs like, yo, I didn't know that song came from this song. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, just love, man, just how, how much of music that we love in hip hop in general. Um, we definitely gonna get something for the for the content for how it started, but I'm gonna just touch on it briefly. P. Bro, Bryson, man, old school artist, The song is filled of fire, but you're gonna hear how it connects to a track by the Game and uh, Drake. But that's where Sample Saturday came from. Shout out my parents because I got hella vinyls. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, we'll have to show y'all when the content because a lot of y'all youngsters out there might not know what a vinyl record is. But we're gonna put y'all on game, man. But, you know, a little segue, you know, Segway King, as we like to do, man, I got to big up my boy Banks. Big him up. Because he he used to be the producer of all (laughs) producers, man. Like... on the low, man. He had this beat, Teddy Pendergrass, you know, old school people gonna know to turn off the lights. But Banks flipped the beat so crazy. Now, hopefully, we can find it so we can let the people
2: listen it to it. It might be in like a Yahoo Gmail. Yo, thing. for real. It's old. It's old Hot school. Hotmail. Old yeah, school. <laughs> <laughs> For real, for sure. Oh, shit. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, man,
0: like, Banks used to kill it with the bees, man, like Kanye, making three beats a day for, what, five beats a day for three Three summers. Yeah, that was a real thing. Yo, for, I was there with you. (laughs) I was there with you. That was a
2: real thing, making suggestions at that. (laughs) You ever heard this? You know. (laughs) But,
0: you know, as we, you know, give our boy his flowers, man, Mm because if we're talking about music, we definitely got to let Banks shine on this episode, man, because he's really been a part of this music scene here in Charlotte, man, and, um, I just want to kind of you know, ask, what inspired you to start digging in those crates, man, and make music? Because people really need to hear your story as far as the music side, man. They uh, People know that you were in the music. You know, people know that you were an artist, and that's going to be another episode in itself because mm. the boy's talented. They know Fatboy Tires and all that. And they know Correct. Jack of All Spades, but really speak to, man, your musical journey.
2: Shit, man. Um, first and foremost, I appreciate y'all even bringing it up. Um, man, it's still kind of crazy to get used to because um like there's somebody even last night i was out somewhere and somebody came up to me he's like yo they're telling other people yo i'm the ninja turtles banks is master splinter like he put <laughs> me on he taught me this he taught me that and it was like i didn't realize what i was doing at the time it was just like i had love for people like i did this music out the shit of my heart like i ain't really looked for anything when i did it i was having fun with it so um share that with, all, with other people all the time hence why we're here doing this now so um now I, I want to show y'all appreciation for even bringing that up but my inspiration for everything really came like the Rockefeller era and, and starting there and shout out to my cousin Matt Matt made the beat, Matt made the meal all that shit. <laughs> Bad news <laughs> yeah the journey of actually creating really started there we was both at A&T um, you know Every now and then we link up in the, uh, in the dorm and he has Sony acid pro, which if you even know is like far from a real beat making program, it's like very, it is not user friendly, but we didn't know anything else at the time. So we made this work. Um, I learned everything there for the beginning. Cause that's how I loop samples and all that. Then eventually I, I touched fruity loops and I made my way to uh logic pro for Apple. Um, that's where I really got my start in learning everything it took to really put stuff together and be able to add and be more creative. Um, I was never instrumental; I never played any instruments growing up. But you know, YouTube University helped me learn how to play yeah. a little bit of piano <laughs> and learn my chords and and all that and how to add that and how to chop. And Just Blaze and J Electronica had a YouTube video where they showed you how to chop samples on Sony Logic. I mean, Apple Logic Pro. So I learned that part there. Um, So, you know, a lot of things I learned on the fly, man, it it was mostly self-taught. But, um, yeah, that's where the journey began with everything, for sure. All
0: right. So, you know, we just touched on the producer aspect. But, you know, people, you know, like Pusha said, if you know, you know. I definitely know because I was there with you on your journey as a rapper. Mm. And (laughs) I had to do it just to confirm that it was still on there. If you go to datpiff.com, it you is. can still find the No <laughs> Boundaries mixtape by Banks. Back then it was with yachts, man. Like yachts. talk about yachts. Talk about mm. the whole process of making a mixtape, man. Because yeah, man. man, you did that.
2: Still the family to this day. Uh shout out my nigga Jay. Mm-hmm. Shout out Frey. Shout out mm-hmm. uh, the Cave Boys. Cave Boys. Uh, shout out Perp <laughs> D. You know. Uh shout out my boy LA. He was very intric- and intricate intricate and all of that too. Uh, my nigga Cuddy, shout out everybody, man. Um yeah, that project, man, it was rough because that was when we first really started, and we were making a little bit of noise. It was really only Jay and Cuddy rapping. Um Cuddy from the West Coast, he's from Seattle, Washington. So he had more of a Bay Area, uh, the pack influence, uh, too short. Then Jay was very Brooklyn, but also lived in Charlotte. We all connected through Charlotte, so I think. With me, I saw that there was something not exactly missing. I seen like a, a, a bridge to kind of pull things together. And I realized I was promoting my guys, but the people who were watching me promote them didn't know them. I have a connection to them. And I realized I had a lot of reach. So what we ended up doing was I recorded three sure. tracks on my own. And I, <laughs> I did my own thing and you know Yo. Whoever's at the door it Don't really matter But um, <laughs> Nah but um, I recorded three of my own tracks And sent them to my guys And they was really rocking with it And From there I kind of built my own Land of making music man And Figured out the process I had all the equipment And Yeah from there I just was able to build
0: Three tracks And three minutes left <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank God, DJ. Yo Hey <laughs> So once again, this was another installment of Behind the Curtains, where we give the Jack of All Space Nation an opportunity to, you know, really get to know the three hosts, man. Which is Proud of Africa, Banks on the Beat, and the boy, you know, the beloved one. Um, but as always, man, Anchor FM for all the streaming platforms, right. you know, which could be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Breaker in it youtube for the audio and visuals. shout out the sir. boy jay Marlowe, man and you know i already bar. told you five <laughs> dog man five <laughs> dog once again once again and always forever man five dog tell your mother tell your father send a telegram yo Be out.
1: yo Be out.